Welcome to the 5 Minutes to Health podcast with Dr. J. Scott Reese. I'm John Block, your host, as we join Dr. Reese to discuss another important topic affecting the health of you and your family. Thanks for joining us. And Dr. Scott, I understand you've gotten a good amount of feedback on one of our podcast topics, the big fat problem with artificial sweeteners. And uh, what are some of these questions that you've seen come in? Some great questions, some great feedback, John. And of course, we always like hearing from our listeners. But one question that's come in, in fact, several times, is a question about stevia. You know, is stevia okay or not? For people that aren't familiar with it, first tell us what it is exactly. John, stevia is a naturally occurring plant in the sunflower family. It's been used by people groups for hundreds, if not thousands of years. In fact, the Guarani tribe in Paraguay and Brazil have used this for over a thousand years. More recently, the last couple hundred years, people in Japan have used the whole raw sweet leaves to make tea as a sweetener in tea. So it's been around for a long time. But the question mark is this. You know, is it safe? Really, is it safe for human consumption? And the answer to that is, well, generally, yes. I mean, you're not going to drop dead if you consume stevia. But the bigger question is this, what about the long-term use? And there are some concerns, John, that I have about long-term use of stevia. And Dr. Scott, stevia advertises having zero calories. That's still got to be better than sugar. So what are we looking at here? Well, that's the million-dollar question, really. Is stevia better than sugar or not? And the answer probably in the short term, if you have a single exposure, well, is it better than sugar? Probably for the most part. After all, there's not a direct metabolic impact when you eat stevia like there is when you eat sugar. You don't get a spike in your insulin. Your blood sugar doesn't shoot up like when you eat regular sugar. But again, the question mark is this on the long term use. So, not so fast there when you consider long term use of stevia. You know, you might try to fool your taste buds, but the bottom line is you aren't fooling your brain. In fact, in one study out of the University of Colorado. Uh, They gave women two different beverages in this particular scientific study. One was sweetened with stevia, the other with sugar. And at the end of the study, the bottom line was the women really couldn't tell the difference, which one was sweetened with stevia, which one was sweetened with sugar. But the brain could, after all, tell a difference. They did what's called a functional MRI, watching their reaction in the brain on each time. And what they found was that while both sugar and the sweetener stimulated the taste pathways and the pleasure pathways in the brain, the sweetener did so less in the brain. In other words, the brain, when you got the sweetener, it missed an important signal, and that was this signal, the I've had enough, I think I'll stop now signal. So if you think about it, you know, this sweetener triggers our brain for kind of the oncoming onslaught of sugar that follows when we eat something sweet, when our taste buds get stimulated, it goes to our brain. Our brain says, okay, there's going to be a big sort of bolus of sugar coming, but it doesn't come. And when it doesn't come, then we sort of have this natural inclination to say, well, that should come from somewhere after all. And it can drive up our urges or our cravings to get that caloric need from somewhere else. That's what happens when the brain gets stimulated, but doesn't get the shutoff signal. So it's very much in the almost uh, category of artificial sweeteners. It's a natural sweetener, but it works the same. 
That's correct. It seems to do somewhere the same. Now, John, to be honest with you, we're probably going to not have sufficient science for another couple of decades on stevia because this is relatively new science of the ability to measure these responses in the brain. So the jury's going to be out on the exact impact for a while. So people ask me, you know, is it okay to eat stevia or consume stevia in something you drink or eat? My answer is, well, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you are trying to maintain your weight, you're happy with where you are, you're in good health, you're not insulin resistant, well then perhaps we probably need some more science for the long-term row, but perhaps it's probably the better of some of the other artificial sweetener options. But if you're trying to lose weight, John, I would say no, it is not okay. We've got to break the sweet addiction in the brain that's triggering so many physiologic responses in our brain, in our hormones, in our neurochemistry. All of this relates back to our weight. So in our iFactor course, we get rid of stevia along with all other sweeteners there. And in fact, John, in our house, we're systematically eliminating all of these sweeteners, including stevia there, being careful not to sort of fall for this kind of molecular malarkey that gets out there from time to time. You have to be careful about these sweeteners. Thank you for joining us for this week's 5 Minutes to Health podcast with Dr. J. Scott Reese, founder of iFactor Health. Be sure to sign up for important health updates on drreese.com. And we'd love to hear from you on our Dr. J. Scott Reese page on Facebook.